If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, January 28th. Stocks are lower across the board as the world responds to the U.S. slump from yesterday. So the S&P futures are down another 19 points. That's about 50 basis points. NASDAQ futures are down a lot more, off about 145 points. That's about 1.1%. Europe is trading down about a percent to a percent and a half. Most of the major subgroups are in the red. No major subgroup is higher in Europe, although there are a few pockets of outperformance. Diageo and ST Micro are both up after earnings, and Asia finished lower across the board. So I know on most mornings, I will say that there's really nothing to talk about today. Um, as far as fundamental news is concerned, that is very much the case. Uh, there was really nothing out incremental overnight, nothing really major on the U.S. political front, no major central bank headlines other than the Fed from yesterday. Uh, a lot of discussion and commentary about the Fed, which I talked about in the piece this morning, but nothing out since the close yesterday. No real major economic data this morning. Nothing um, all that incremental on COVID. You still have this um, scenario where in the U.S., the COVID news is, is getting better as far as transmissions, hospitalization statistics, and then the developments around vaccines. And then remember, Johnson Johnson should be out any day. Uh, on Tuesday, they said they'll be out within a week. So that gives them from up until this coming Tuesday morning with its phase three data. Um, if they are out in that time frame, that should get them FDA emergency use authorization by middle to late February. And then, um, you know, once that vaccine hits the market, that will provide a major jolt to the process, especially in the U.S. So very little fundamental news. A lot of earnings reports in the U.S. yesterday, uh, a lot of earnings reports in the U.S. after the close, and then a few in Europe this morning. Um, you know, I, I know some headlines, you know, there's an urgency or there's a tendency to try to um, justify any market slump with some type of fundamental shift. That's just not the case. So there are some headlines talking about how Apple was cautious on the March quarter or how Facebook talked down their second half revenue growth. Um, both are factually accurate, but I do not think either um, is causing any of this. Both of those reports were, were very strong. The overall Q4 earnings season in general remains very strong. Um, you know, there were a couple of reports last night that fell short of that disappointed, but in general, corporate America is performing just fine. Um, earnings estimates are coming in well above expectations and the consensus forecast for this year and next year, um, at this point in time have upside risk, not downside risk. So again, nothing really fundamental to talk about. Um, clearly there is an enormous amount of focus on what's happening in GameStop and other equities, um, you know, it is certainly very interesting to look at and discuss, but it's all an issue of kind of market mechanics, not fundamental. So um, there's a lot being written about how, um, you know, some very prominent hedge funds are suffering some steep performance declines. This is causing a broad degrossing across the board as risks are taking lower, as risks are, are cut, and that's causing um, an, a lot of forced selling in the marketplace, um, a lot of positioning driven problems that are that are causing kind of forced selling as well. So that is really what's contributing more than anything else to um, to what's occurring in the marketplace. You know, you can see that just by I think the how calm treasuries have been both yesterday and then this morning, barely moving. You know, I think that's a, a good barometer as far as uh, measuring markets 
macro anxiety of which there's just not that much. This is all just kind of, again, a, a positioning, a, a mechanics type of uh, phenomena in the marketplace. I sent around a piece last night at around 10 p.m. Uh, talking um, you know, more specifically about GameStop mechanics and what's happening in the market and my thoughts on it all. Uh, so check that out. If you'd like to receive a copy of it, reach out to me and I can send it to you. Um, but again, nothing um, in, as far as fundamentals are concerned, nothing to really talk about for today. Um, just looking quickly at the calendar, the focus will stay on earnings as far as fundamentals are concerned. So the big reports out before the open, American Airlines, Comcast, Dow, uh, Southwest Airlines, MasterCard, McDonald's, Philip Morris, Northrop Grumman, out all before the morning. There's really nothing too major out tonight. Uh, Juniper, Mondelez, Skyworks, Visa, Western Digital are out after the close. The US Q4 GDP is today. Um, it's probably going to get a lot of attention. It usually does get a lot of attention. I doubt it will have much effect on markets. Biden will continue with his executive action. Um, you know, he's, he signed pretty much um, several every day since he became president. Today's focus will be on healthcare. Again, just as they were under Trump, these are more symbolic than anything else. Um, obviously, people will be watching for any fiscal stimulus developments in Washington. I've written a lot about this also. Um, so just to quickly summarize my views, I think that even if you're going to go the reconciliation route, which means you're going to go for a simple majority in the Senate, you're going to have to still cut that $1.9 trillion headline number down, just given that there are some centrist Democrats that are opposed to certain pieces of it. So, you know, you, you're probably looking at 1.5 to 1.7 trillion to get to 50 senators. You're probably looking at about 750 to 900 billion if you want to get to 60 senators and get um, a couple of Republicans on board. Um, you know, they are pursuing this dual track, so they're going to prepare for reconciliation while they continue holding bipartisan negotiations. It's, um, you know, again, unless Biden wants to slash his that 1.9 trillion number in half, um, you're going to have to do reconciliation. I still think, though, that if you do reconciliation, um, I think you're going to jeopardize a large part of the rest of the agenda, specifically this recovery economic stimulus bill. So remember, Biden um, has two stimulus bills. He has the rescue one, which is already out, that 1.9 trillion. And then he has this kind of recovery one which is going to be out in February. And that is supposed to focus on infrastructure spending um, and kind of rebuilding the economy from COVID. If you do reconciliation on rescue, I think that you severely compromise that recovery component. Um, so again, I, I, I kind of just sit back and look at um, what's occurring in the economy where you have a lot of natural COVID tailwinds taking place. And then ask yourself if you want to expend a lot of political capital, spend a lot of time pushing through a bill for which there may not be much need by the time it passes in March um, to the detriment of the rest of your agenda. So that's kind of my my broader views on on uh, you know fiscal stimulus. I talked more about that in, in the piece this morning, um, and I've written a lot about that online. Uh, and so that is pretty much everything for today. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs>